This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to What's Eating You. I'm Brian Yang along with Ariel Yatesy. Follow me on Twitter at Brian Yang and on Instagram at Brian L. Yang. Ariel? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ariel Yatesy. And follow the podcast on Instagram at What's Eating You and on Twitter at What's Eating You with just the letter U. As always, we are presented by Listening Party, recording live from our quarantine bunkers. Ariel, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm just, you know, uh, sheltered in place at home. No big deal. Just hanging out. How are you, Brian? Uh, doing the same. Uh, it's really nice out, um, as we were talking about before. <laughs> uh, of course, it's not what's eating you unless I lose audio. Yes. And that happened just it now. Did. And we're recreating a real conversation we just had, and it's very awkward <laughs> now because we're it saying the same we thing a, we said. We had a dry run. It's fine. It's fine. But we're back, baby. No, I was saying it's so nice today that I miss going back to the studio. We've been usually grab lunch in Chinatown. And, you know, it's just sad when it's nice out now because it brings yeah. back memories of when we could do the podcast back at Canal Street Market. Yeah, you could really smell the streets. No mask. We would just spend money we didn't have at Canal Street Market. Just a different time. Really a different time. You you like to call it the before times. The before times. It was the before times. Things will never be like that again. No, they the won't. Places are now closed. Yeah, forever. And I think I'll probably wear a mask for the rest of my life now. Yeah, me too. I'm even when I'm even when pandemic is over. They are going to have to tell me there is a vaccine for me to not wear a mask. I might just do it anyways because uh, people are disgusting now that like every day you oh, get to yeah. learn about how viruses are. Um, transferred from person to person. I just like, it freaks you out. This is something we used yeah. to not think about at all. You know, when I think about like stuff we used to do, it freaks me out. I'm getting anxiety just thinking about it. Like we used to go bowling. Think about oh bowling and how disgusting that is. You're trying on someone else's shoes. You're touching a ball that has never been cleaned. There's food there that you're eating that also a place that has never been cleaned. Going to restaurants is inherently gross as well. Sorry, even though this is a food podcast, pretty gross most restaurants that's true like everyone i mean they wear hair nets and uh i mean that's about as far as it goes but kind of you should wear masks i bet yeah but and they aren't wearing masks or gloves or anything like especially working at a restaurant you know you see how many people raw dog your food and you're like wow oh, you know this is just yeah. this is what it was i've um, talked about working in a deli in high school and just how I mean, these are 16, 17 year old kids serving you food, uh, doing unspeakable to things in the oh, walk in storage. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. <They were> like <laughs> Eating out is like oh. just boosting your immune system. <laughs> yeah, maybe we were just really good at boosting our immune systems in the before times. Maybe that's what was happening. That's and right. Now- Ariel, um, what's eating you? 
and or what's feeding you this week if we want to put a positive spin on things this week. Yes, I'm putting a positive spin because what are we clearly all I can talk about is COVID stuff and what's eating me, but what's feeding me a nice thing that I noticed. I follow BuzzFeed Tasty on Instagram. Do you ever follow them? Yes, I I follow almost like as many food accounts as I can um, think of. So Tasty is one of my go-tos for sure. It's usually not good. They're never seasoning their food enough. It's it's usually a bad time. And I kind of go there to almost hate follow them. But they recently decided to just give up. And they started um, featuring... Um, POC accounts and they're like long videos of other people's food on their accounts. So one they did today, uh, let me pull it up, is just an Asian girl making bento boxes for her kids. And I'm That's like, awesome. I will watch because you guys don't know how to cook. And I will watch all day long this girl making bento boxes for her kids. There's another one of a guy making all different Korean style um, ramen dishes. It was just like fun stuff. I'd rather watch that. I'll watch it all day long. Give that to me. A hundred percent. Some of the dishes they do on Tasty are like wild to me. It's just like a pasta baked inside of a sourdough roll. And yeah. it's just like, who who's eating this insane food? But uh, it is cool that they're spotlighting POCs. I do know the original person, because my friend works at BuzzFeed, who uh, started the Tasty videos was an asian guy oh shit so the beginning of tasty those top-down videos that became very popular on instagram uh initially the dishes he was making were very traditional and it's just like hey here's like it was more for millennials like hey like a lot of you don't know how to cook here's a simple way to make pasta Mm. or fried rice and he would he would shoot those and then they created tasty which was its own offshoot because they need to just put that in the regular um buzzfeed social media um verticals and now tasty has gone so far uh they've walked far from the gaze of god and um (laughs) the last thing i saw them make was like a quarantine bake did you see that video no it was like it was a huge thing of dough and they made it as a joke but it's still fucked up that they oh yes i think i sent it to you because it it hurt me yeah, it was like, it was um, like pasta, pizza, cheese, yeah. buffalo sauce, and then at the bottom they put Oreos and graham cracker crust. Yeah, yes, that was offensive. They it was almost fucked up. Like, obviously it was a bit, but they really made it, and that's yeah. fucked up to me. Yeah, it it hurt me in ways that I can't really describe right now. And yeah, I almost unfollowed them, but you know, for some reason I just continue to hate follow them. But I'm pleasantly surprised. Thank you, Tasty, for changing the game up and deciding like, look, let's just wash our hands of this. We don't know what we're doing. Let's rely on, again, the backs of other <laughs> POC, but they're giving them a spotlight because they have, that's true because they really have a followers. huge platform and yeah. it's great that they are like using that to show off uh, real people who can cook. And that is uh POC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. I love it. What nice. about you, Brian? What do you, what are you up to? I have a hybrid, like we were talking about in the pre-show meeting. We have those. So we're very professional. <laughs> we're professional. <laughs> professional outfit. Production meeting. Um, it's a hybrid. Uh, what's eating me? What's feeding me? Um, okay. what's feeding me is I. Uh, th- this is my third week out of the hospital. Um, almost a month out, and yep. I'm feeling great. But 
what's eating me is along with feeling better, now I have to do things around the house. Oh, no. <laughs> That's actually ago, your fault. You should I pretend was, to be sick a little longer. I know, but it's also like sometimes I tell on myself, you know? Oh, because I have a lot it? more energy and then I can do stuff I want to do. And then it's like, oh, shit, he's healthy. And then I get asked to do stuff I don't want to do. And it's like, uh, wait, I'm still sick. And it's like, wait, I can't do that because I'm like getting better. <laughs> you can do it forever. <laughs> I've been doing it for five years now. Just keep doing it. <laughs> keep doing it. I could actually because like they always say in the news, COVID is still a very strange virus yeah. that we don't know a lot about. I could be like, right. this is one of the side effects that they don't know about yet. I have mm-hmm. to play Animal Crossing mm-hmm. and not walk the dogs. Exactly. I understand I can you. Die. I understand you because I also <laughs> had COVID. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it, it's it's one of those things like getting back to normal life. You re- You remember like you know, I'm so happy to be alive, but then you also, um, when you're asked to uh, unload the dishwasher, you're also like, I wish I had died. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to live anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, no, but it's great. It's, it's, it's a good problem to have. It's like something that, um, I thought about just wanting to get back to normal life when I was in the hospital and I'm back and I'm joking a lot, but it is great to be able to walk my dogs by myself. I'm cooking a lot more. I, uh, man, yeah, just doing tasks that, I mean, I was bedridden for a month. So yeah, I understand. Now just being able to like, you know, cook and empty the dishwasher and clean the bathroom are things <laughs> that aren't fun, but I have to put in perspective of like, you know what? Yeah. This would have killed me just a few weeks ago. To yeah. Do. Or I would have killed to do this. I would have been excited. <laughs> and now I'm exactly. starting to feel like a regular person. And I don't appreciate this. It does suck to just go back uh, to becoming a regular person. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you go through that when you were in the hospital? Like, there's this weird transition period because you're sick for so long. And you are kind of like, this is the thing I don't think a lot of people talk about. Like, Mm -hmm. I did kind of get used to people doing everything for me, Mm -hmm. but I can't, like, really do that anymore, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the what, um, in some ways, I guess, are we we going off topic a little bit, I guess, but um, in some ways, I think that's where the mental health stuff for me became worse because for so long... I was reliant on other people and I really couldn't do the thing. Like I really was sick and I really couldn't do the things. And now all of that is gone. You no longer have your support system that you had because you're fine and you don't really know what to do with that. So it, it'll fuck you up. It fucks you up. Yeah. That's kind of where I am right now. So, uh, hopefully I'll get better. (laughs) Uh, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but overall i i will say what's feeding me i'm doing so much better i'm feeling healthy and you know i have uh you know i want to just get back to being able to uh you know have physical activity be part of my daily routine and just being able to do little things around the house i i complain about it but it is overall grand scheme of things feels good to be getting back to normal yes so that's what's feeding me. I'm, I'm happy that you're back and ready for action. 
seeing you on Animal Crossing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I did go to Ariel's Island and I stole things on accident. <laughs> <laughs> and I made him put it back. I thought, you know what happened? Because I thought you were just leaving things for me to take back to I my was, island. Except for those. Okay. But I was going to send you messages to let you know, like, hey, don't take those two things. But you t- you were presumptuous and you took I them was. away. Yeah. Um, I, I will have to wait a long time for you to come to my island because Ariel's Island is amazing. It's not. It, it looks like Vegas over there. <laughs> and I'm still like in Game of Thrones times. <laughs> it looks like Vegas. Well, you haven't been to very many islands then because ours is like one of the worst because we started two weeks after everybody else. Yeah, and that two-week head start is huge in Animal yeah. Crossing. Oh, so big. So huge. Everyone else is really has it going on with these islands. I'm, I haven't had anyone visit except for you because you're, you don't know any better. I know. <laughs> incredible and so i was in the hospital so i'm like six weeks behind everybody yeah um but you might as well have died brian i might as well <laughs> the funny thing about right now is my animal crossing character is busier than i am in real life <laughs> well, that's what to do. we got animals to talk to yeah and he's making more money than i am too <laughs> oh, truly i'm on i'm doing the stock market it's different <laughs> it's wild out there um i think we we uh ended this segment on too much of a positive note ariel it it's feels what? like we need to that? add some confrontation and get into a food fight um oh yeah let's just then let's just fight let's just fight mm. so let's- a little change of format this week we're not gonna fight about an actual dish or nope. type of food we're fighting over a man Yes. Ariel, you introduced this man because you are a fan of his, and I certainly am not. His name, Guy Fieri, legend <laughs> and leader of Flavortown. <laughs> and you are a resident of Flavortown. I'm, right? a, I'm a new resident of Flavortown. Here's the thing. I I'm at I'm at war with Flavortown. I'm I, sending I car it, bombs to Flavortown. You're at war, but I don't I think you just don't understand Guy Fieri. I think that's your problem. And so, I'll say this I'll say this as someone who you are trying to label me as a stan, and I am not a stan. I just fuck with him heavy. That's well, I, I I just wanted to when this item came up in our production meeting, I <laughs> I just want, I didn't call you a stan. I just said, do you stan? Because I don't know a ton of people who do. And I just wanted to make it clear when we were planning the segment Mm -hmm. where your heart was. Okay. I do not stan. I don't really stan anybody. I don't think. Come back to me on that. I'm pretty sure I don't stan. (laughs) But I fuck with him heavy. For many reasons. Okay. So before before we get into that, maybe I can lay out my issues with him. And then since you are a f- you fuck with him heavy, yes. you can counter my points. Okay. That's fine. Go ahead. So number one, is is Guy his government name or is that just like a weird like, oh, I'm trying to be relatable type thing? That's a great question. And um that's what I'm gonna have to look up. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why Ariel does not stand because he's not big into his uh personal history but well, uh, that just feels annoying there's something italian like what italians are named guy that's weird guy name guy. full name guy ramsey fieri wow 
And the other thing that bothers me about him is that he doesn't look Italian. Well, that's really only because he uh, has the spiky blonde hair and... And the visor and the the flame shirts. Well, we were talking about this before. I just hate how comfortable in his own skin he is. You know what I mean? He should should feel a deep, deep shame about his physical appearance. No, you can't. So, so you're upset with him for doing and being the per- the person that he wants to be. But he, what, what you are told to do as a child, be yourself, love <laughs> yourself. True. And because he's doing that and owning it, you hate him for that? He Also, he seems like a bad hang. Like, doesn't he seem like the type of guy that like, but here's my thing. I, I stand Anthony Bourdain. Okay. So in his books, he shits on Guy Fieri. So maybe I'm brainwashed by Bourdain. In later books, oh. Bourdain apologizes to everyone he shits on because when he was younger, he was like, he thought he was a cool dude. Yeah. And I will say Guy Fieri's alive and Anthony Bourdain's not. So yeah. someone won that battle. But <laughs> I <love> life. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm a hardcore Bourdain guy. I have a Bourdain tribute tattoo. Ariel, would you ever get a Guy Fieri tribute tattoo? <laughs> I would not, but I did tell you at the beginning of the segment that I do not stand him. I just fuck with him heavy. So that just means if I saw him somewhere, I would give him a nod. Say, you would dap I him up? you, and I see you, sir. It is me. <laughs> I see me. <laughs> I see you, sir. I see your nachos and your, you know, monster fries. And your Crocs, and I give you credit where credit is due. You've made. Here's the thing: they opened a Guy Fieri restaurant in my hometown where I grew up. Well, yeah. In yeah, and I I I grew up in the suburbs, and it did not even the restaurant shut down within a year. Like that's the main place a restaurant like that should thrive. But I feel like. Guy also is not like a real cook or a restaurateur. Like he's kind of like trying to expand himself beyond his reach. And I just okay. hate that people like that. I mean, we talked about it in the uh before, but he is like a mediocre white guy who has been given, I feel like, so much opportunity without being exceptional. To me, a person like Anthony Bourdain was exceptional. I hear and he you. never got a restaurant. <laughs> I hear you. Sure. <laughs> sure. Maybe he is just a mediocre white guy. But, I mean, the fact is, even though he's a mediocre white guy, he's making that work for him and helping others along the way. Okay, okay. This, is, this, is the, this is the part where Ariel will destroy my whole argument because... Um, apparently Guy Fieri is a wonderful man. He is a wonderful man. Just first and foremost, if anyone has ever said they met Guy Fieri, you could really only find reports of people being like, he was super fucking nice. Right. He's the nicest guy. And so, by all accounts, Bourdain for a long time until he became older was an asshole. Terrible asshole. Yeah. Just <laughs> terrible asshole. And I am a Bourdain. I fuck with him heavier, obviously, than yeah. Fieri. May he rest... Um, I don't have a tattoo, but I am a fan. So look, he's a good guy. And when you think about like people who are out here in the public space and you think about mediocre people who are out here, those people tend to stay quiet. If you're mediocre, you stay quiet, you stay in your corner, you do your thing. You don't really 
you don't find that they're helping people out in any way. And you don't find that they're wearing like garish clothing to get attention onto them. If they're that mediocre, they kind of want to just hide. Right. But he's out here helping people out. So he's raising, he actually raised, uh, since the coronavirus outbreak, he raised more than $20 million for an angel, an angel for a relief fund for all restaurant, restaurant workers. Um, and in less than two months, this fund has already given away 40,000 grants in part by reaching out to like Pepsi or Uber Eats to chip in just like on his own, not even publicizing it really. Cause if I didn't dig for this information, I would not have found it out. Right. It's not something that was widely publicized. And, uh, it is another example of someone with a huge platform who is not necessarily well liked, but using it for good. Yeah. It's true. And that makes me kind of feel bad for hating him. Yeah, you should. Because the restaurant, <laughs> the restaurant and service industry is hurting, and the government hasn't been great about you know coming to the aid of these workers. But Guy yeah. Fieri, what you're telling me is he should run for president. That's right. <laughs> president also, Fieri he did more than that. He did more than that. Are you ready? This is there's more. There's more. To me, if I raise twenty million for restaurant workers, I'm done. But he, there's be, more. No, there's more. Well, this is just him being good, like a a timeline of him being good. So this is just oh my the thing that he's done. But I mean, in 2015, he performed the weddings of 101 same-sex couples in. Oh Florida. my god! So in he's honor. progressive too. Oh yeah, he's a good man in honor of his late sister. So oh. he performed these weddings because his sister, who was gay, had passed. Oh, and in 2017, during the California wildfires, Fieri and his team fed thousands of evacuees every single day. And he did it again in 27, 20, sorry, 2018 after the car fire. He's just every national crisis. Guy Fieri's there like Superman. Yeah, just helping out. That's if you're going to be mediocre, then like this is this is the caliber that I'm going to need you to be. Okay, hold on a sec. Conspiracy theory brain. Why is he always at every natural disaster, though? Is Guy Fieri creating these? Did he set these fires? Did he in Flavortown create the virus? Yo, no. My conspiracy theory to go along with that is that the people of Animal Crossing created the coronavirus. Oh, yeah, 100%. It was Animal Crossing. I'm sure that we're all on the same page. It got to the point where people couldn't even buy Switch um, systems. Yeah, interesting, huh? Yeah. It really makes you think. Think about it. Google it. it. But look, lastly, think about this. So, yes, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives is a very uniquely shitty American show. It's just, it's... Lots of grease, lots of cheese, arteries clogged. But when you think about it, he's going around the country to small businesses and giving them free advertising on a national platform. That's true. Every restaurant he goes to blows up. Blows um, up. But here's here was my always like, I'm a very black and white person. So my thing was, because Bourdain would go somewhere like, so my family's from Laos and this is where... I began my love for Bourdain at very young mm-hmm. is he did the Laos episode. No large media personality had ever gone to Laos in the way Bourdain had. And he, he showed like this country for what it was. It's not just like some storybook place 
some fantasy land. He's like, this is a real place with real people living in it. And to counter that, diners driving in dives always felt like, hey, we're going to eat some french fries dipped in gravy, man. <laughs> and it was just like, it felt very empty. But okay. I guess I, there I, is more I, to it then. I counter that by saying like, okay, obviously people have not visited Laos. People don't know enough about it. And that's where Bourdain, Bourdain was international. Bourdain would take you on adventures and some people can't go on adventures. Some people are like poor white trash, Brian. And they need to know. <laughs> but where they can go to Big Dave's Pancake right, Shack. Right. Their closest local watering home. Maybe they can drive there from where they are. Right. Like, oh, we saw that on TV. And that's their big excitement. And, you know, it's uniquely American. And that may not be my thing or your thing, but it's someone's thing. And he's actually giving these people a platform and putting them on the map. And that's pretty cool. That's true. Um, I will say this. So I never thought I would fight so hard for Fieri. Just so you know, <laughs> just you so really you know. are. You're <laughs> you're going to bat for the guy. Um, I'd make a great incredible, player. incredible way. I will say <laughs> that my my hate for guy began in high school because he grew up in Northern California, mm. and uh, he uh, my best friend's dad also did. And how Guy got his start was he sold peanuts at the county fair. And the reason why it just validated my hate for Guy is my best friend's dad was like, yeah, I went to high school with that guy. He was a weirdo. And I always just thought that it just went to my like without any other information, just my best friend's dad hates him. So, yeah, I don't like him either. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he is a weirdo. I mean, he seems like a weirdo, but also he means well. His heart is in the right place. Insane that he uh, has made a fortune. I'm looking at his Wikipedia. He's been married to his wife since 95. Um, Just seems like a solid dude, I guess. Just a stand-up guy. And at this point, am I even going to call him a chef? Probably no. he's more of like a host or a, he's a, he's a TV presenter. Yes. Yeah, a, a TV personality. Is he a chef? Not really. So maybe that upsets people too, that he's like labeled as a chef when he's really, he not presents himself as yeah. like a cook when he's not. Yeah. Right. Um, that's probably upsetting to people. I'm sure. But end of the day, I mean, he's using his, his powers for good. I can't be upset. You know him. what this is kind of like, it's when a YouTube star, gets a stand-up special we yeah, all hate that exactly. i was and actually kind of what that. guy is to chefs he's not yeah. really a chef but they probably hate that he has a bigger platform than yeah. someone like uh you know daniel balud ever would yeah uh i understand that this is complicated but also it's not the facts remain that he is a good person he does good things with his money and his time and you know is really very just all American goodness. You know, he's trying to he's trying to help, Brian. He looks like a guy that should be like, I love Trump. I hate gay people. Yeah. All lives matter. Blue lives matter. But then you look into his history and he's like, he's basically what Bernie Sanders uh, would be if he was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a guy who had shitty taste in food. I need you to just like ignore the hair and the the flame clothing and the the Crocs and just look into his eyes. 
for a second. So ignore him as a whole yes. physical entity. Just look into his eyes and know that he means well and he's trying his best and he's doing good things with his money and his fortune. I will say you have swayed me. I don't fuck with Guy, but I have gone from hate to indifference. Wow. So I will say I think I will chalk up this win to you. I, I feel like I have yet to win a food fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at winning food fights. Wow. You're or also or also you're just wrong very often. I think, I, think I'm, I have strong opinions that are often wrong. <laughs> Loud and wrong, Brian Yang. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions that I feel are right until someone brings facts to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have a big yeah. issue with facts. Um all right. Well, I will say Guy seems like a really good person. Yeah. And I think and this is the thing that happens with celebrity is people just hate you for no reason when you become famous. People hate you. But also, like, I actually started looking more into Guy because of something that happened over the weekend. And that's kind of going to go into our food news a little bit. Um, do you know who Allison Roman is? Yes, I've been following this since. I mean, I, I didn't know who she was until the Chrissy Teigen beef. Yes, I didn't know who she was either. I I became more of a, a Fieri fan because because of this Allison Ronan, that we're going to get into this backlash, um, a guy just be, was able to shine above all that because he is unproblematic. Because when you think of all the people who have been problematic in food for so long, like Paula Dean using the N-word. I mean, we talked about Bourdain was just kind of a dick. And Mario Batali with the sexual assault. Yeah. So when you think of people like that, you're like, oh, well, then all food people are trash. And then Guy just shines through as this good person. And That's then true. Home. Like, Batali was a way more respected chef. He was yeah. a real cook. And yeah. it turns out he is a literal rapist. Ugh. And the whole time, Guy is just fully hated by everyone. For no reason. being unproblematic and pretty, like genuinely progressive yeah you hate him because he <laughs> puts a mirror up at this the society that we're living in that's why you hate him but he really makes me think about myself because he's so proud of who he is he really puts himself out there and he's not a good looking guy he's he doesn't seem to be a really um intelligent guy he seems like a short ugly idiot and he's proud <laughs> <laughs> and he's proud to wear that on his sleeve, holding his head high. And for someone like me, you know, if I was in his situation, I would be um, so ashamed of that. And it, I think it really bothers people to see someone like that or anyone really put themselves out there and be vulnerable. Yeah. It just, for whatever reason, it bothers people. when I think that's why people hate Lizzo, too. Because she's just like very much herself and excited and happy to be here. And people are like, you look like that. You shouldn't be. So you should just sit down and shut up. And she's like, I'm not gonna be amazing and wonderful all the time. And you're going to have to deal with it. So people just don't like it. I think you you broke something down here. Mm. Alison Roman, uh, I know you didn't really know her. I didn't really know her. But she's allegedly the queen of at-home cooking for millennials. Um, she's an author and a New York Times columnist. Um, she was a professional chef before launching a food writing career. And she saw a couple of recipes go viral. So she's apparently very um, established, lo- beloved, um, is our age. 
So she's someone that I guess I should fuck with. Well, Whatever. she is a yeah, she is millennial. She she's done a lot of work with Bon Appetit, which I love. And I I was saying before, like I probably have used her recipes without even knowing. Yeah. Like because a lot of times I'll look up a recipe, and you won't really look at who it's by. You'll just right. do it. And I I have gone back and looked at her recipes, and the thing I do like about what she does a lot the trend now is to write a fucking novel yeah before you actually show the recipe you're like well here's why i love fajitas when i was a little girl my grandpa used like like i don't need the fucking backstory on your fajita love story i just want to make this fucking dish for my wife okay shut the fuck up and allison's (laughs) recipe they are very simple but her issue is she clapped at two very beloved figures who both happen to be Asian and she is a white woman. And mm-hmm. with that comes a little bit of privilege, which I don't think she was aware of. Here's what was exactly said. Um, so Ronan said she had a successful cookbook and then like, boom, line at target. Boom. Now she has an Instagram page that has over a million followers where it's just like people running a content farm for her. That horrifies me. And it's not something I would ever want to do. I don't aspire to that, but like who's laughing now because she's making a ton of fucking money. And then um, in the same article, she talks about Kondo and says, like the idea that when Marie Kondo decided to capitalize on her fame and make stuff that you can buy, that is completely anti- anti-ethical. Anti- antithetical? Antithetical. A- antithetical. 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 Anti- antithetical. I can't read. To everything she's ever taught you. So a couple things. Um, and then Chrissy Teigen comes in and said, this is a huge bummer and hit me hard. I've made her recipes for years now. I bought the cookbooks, supported her on social and praised her in interviews. I even signed on to executive produce the very show she talks about doing in this article. That is just delicious. Now look with Allison, I wonder, I mean, it's no wonder why she chose two Asian women when you have Rachel Ray and Martha Stewart right there. These are two. Yes. Paula Dean and Paula Dean. They have these brands and they also have cookbooks. They also have cookware. They're selling their shit at Kmart, Target, wherever, wherever you can get Rachel your shit. Ray has like frozen food. Martha right. Stewart has frozen food. Right. Paula so Dean like, has frozen food. What is your issue with someone taking their brand and running with it? Like, right. what are you upset about? And it's also like what you are doing. Yeah, like, the- you you have a huge following on social media. You're getting a TV show. Like, don't you think in a few years you're gonna have all those things? Like, you will. Someone's gonna approach you to have a frozen food uh, item in the grocery store. Someone's gonna approach you to have a cookware line. Did she feel like? Do you think she felt like maybe it was easy to shit on them because maybe she doesn't consider them worthy of anything almost like i'm not going to shit on martha stewart or rachel ray because i could work with them in the future but i don't think chrissy Teigen and marie kondo are anybody so i'm just going to shit on them because it's yeah and i don't think she realized that she kind of exists if you're a social media cook right kind of exists in both worlds and you shouldn't shit where you eat like you will probably like let's say she gets a netflix show right marie's gonna be basically a co-worker Mm-hmm. Um, and then she didn't even realize that I don't think Chrissy was an <laughs> executive yeah. producer on her oh, show. Yeah. So it's like, dude, you can't. I mean, yes, you probably. Um, ha- I mean, she's probably worked with Martha Stewart in the past. Who knows, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a huge misstep. And then 
you know, it's casual racism, right? Do I think Allison Roman has a white hood in her apartment? No. But do I think she just in private looks down on people of color um, in the way that a lot of white people do? Just like they're only here because they're POC. Like we need those now. Like people are asking for it. It's not because they're actually good. So I think it's that kind of racism. Um, where she probably feels like she worked really hard to get where she did. And a lot of people think like Chrissy's just hot. That's why she's famous. Yeah. But it's like you can be hot and also work really hard. You can be hot, work really hard, make nice food. Like you can do all these things simultaneously. I know it seems difficult, but I mean, someone as someone that is hot and does everything amazingly, I feel like (laughs) I have to speak out. Yeah, I have to speak out for Chrissy. You know, this is... I get it. It's tough. People are going as to a, as a as member a, of the oh, vaguely hot. beige, <laughs> right? As a beige hot. I have to say, um, I understand how tough it could be. But yeah, so Ronan just came out here, or Roman, whatever her last name is. <laughs> just keep hot. just keep saying it wrong. The disrespect is incredible. <laughs> I love it. But like when this happened, I was like, who is this person? I don't even. I had to look them up and understand. Like, oh, they're pretty big on Bon Appetit, I guess. Yeah, and here's the fucked up thing about the times we live in. Now more people than ever are aware of her, and Mm. it kind of doesn't matter that she's becoming well-known for a negative thing. She's kind of just, like, known about now, and she's probably had more traffic on her website than ever before. Well, because of this, yeah, I looked her up, and I realized I was following her, and I guess I was following her because of Bon Appetit. Right. So I just quietly unfollowed her. Like I'm (laughs) I'm like, someone like that I just don't need to follow. Yeah. And that's, um, that's a right. I mean, she put that. out an apology that was pretty par for the course. I, yeah. I do like that Um, at the end of her apology, she opened up her email to anyone who wants to tell her why she was wrong. But I oh, will say, I mean, that's pretty new for an apology, but it is also not any woman of color or person of color's duty to tell you, Allison, why you were wrong. That's a journey you have to go in uh, on your own. Yeah. And um, she's Google. gonna get a lot of hate. I yeah. mean, she really awoken a lot of Asian rage. Uh, the, here's the thing with Asian people: we are very calm until you poke us with a stick. And man, she was getting destroyed in her mentions. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was pretty awesome to it's see all Asian people come together and just be like, er. <laughs> "What did you say?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean- um, but you know, I think. Uh, it's one of those things where she was like this cool underground thing and she's getting a taste of the spotlight and this is what it is. You do have a responsibility to not be like a dickhead who shoots off at the mouth. Um, Chrissy Teigen is smart because she talks a lot of shit, but she does talk a lot of shit about people like Mitch McConnell. So you'll never be upset at that, you know? Yeah. (laughs) As a white person, you it would be great if she talked shit about other white people. I think people would be like, oh, fuck yeah, if she was like, Paula Deen's a racist, fuck her. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, that's dope. But she went after two women of color right. who seemed to work really, really hard. Um, You know, you, you can't do that. It just felt fucking weird. Like, she didn't have... She, no one asked you to, to talk shit about these women. These women have done nothing to you. They're just sitting there doing their job, minding their business, praising Jesus, and you're coming in and shitting on them saying yeah like what are they supposed to do like that woman is just very online 
She's a yep. super online woman. And for Marie Kondo, she, who knows? I don't know enough about Marie Kondo, but I would assume that this is probably her life's work. And because she got a Netflix show, she finally like hit it big. And now she's getting, you know, deals in other places. Why would you shit on that? Who, yeah. She's probably been doing this for 20, 30 years and we just didn't know. Right. And are you just going to like say no to huge opportunities? No one is. I don't understand. Allison, do you? understand like someone approached you with a tv show and you said yes you're not some saint who's just like no i only do online recipes i'm trying to stay underground like dude you're doing the same chrissy teigen was a model and then someone's like you're funny want a tv show and she said yes you you're doing the same thing yeah i why can't we just why can't we all just do the things that we want to do without you coming in and shitting on it like what i i guess my thing is Again, it really does feel targeted towards an Asian person because she could have chosen anyone to make that same example. Like, I don't want my career to look like this. But she chose so many problematic people in the world of food that you could easily go after, especially after the Me Too era. Right. Um, And she goes after two people that have been like so unproblematic and so just like doing their thing with huge fan bases it's just bizarre it was just a weird thing and then shots fired for no reason and deservedly so she got destroyed yeah she most likely her show's gonna not happen because chrissy teigen's probably gonna back out right i mean who knows but now now that's not fair because now we're going to be like well it's on chrissy teigen if she backs out right running away she's a bitch if she keeps right. going and does the show, she's a pushover. So right. she can't win at this point. I think the Hollywood thing will happen where she says she's going to take a step back for now. And then they'll reassess after this blows over. Mm. I think it might already just the show could be just on hiatus anyway. And right. I don't. I think that's what it because it was supposed to go into production, I think. Right. So it's not even that she maybe wants to take a step back. It's just that's going to be the way of the world and the way things happen. And it's going to look like she chose it on purpose. But... No, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, she'll be oh. able to announce that, that that's what she's doing when in real life, like, whatever's happening is already happening. Yeah. It's just, it's shitty because it puts her in a position, you know? And it puts her in a position to be like, oh my goodness, it's okay. I forgive you. Like, now it's, it's you know, it's always on the, the POC. It's always on the person to 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 like accept the apology, or then you're a bad person, or be quiet about it. And I don't know. It's just exhausting. That was just like a really exhausting, shitty thing that happened over the weekend, especially for for food stuff. And like, I yeah. want to fuck with someone that is bon appetit because they're my they're my my go to right now. They've been amazing during quarantine. Yeah. And to hear something like that is just like disappointing as fuck. For sure. Um, what other pieces of food news do we have this week, Ariel? Oh boy, what do we got? Let's see. Uh, well, I mean, I have good news. If oh. you, uh, if now through Friday, May fifteenth, Cheesecake Factory is giving you free food for ordering lunch. Oh, what? So, what are the free food items you can receive? Um. Okay, so you have to order with them on DoorDash. I think okay. I have to check on that. Grubhub. It's one of those, like DoorDash or Grubhub. You have to order with that before 4.30, and you get either a free slice of cheesecake or a kid's entree or a small plate when you spend $15. Okay. 
Yeah, oh, that's so not, I might that's just not do that. that much to spend. Yeah. No, you got to buy one thing anyway, and you get something for free. Right. There you go. Okay. That's dope. And that I mean, show me. also, I mean, there's a huge issue. You have to order Cheesecake Factory, but other than that, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, you'd have to order from Cheesecake Factory, so that means you have to live in the suburbs like me, uh-huh. and you and want have diarrhea. To, yes, and want diarrhea for three to four business days. <laughs> but I mean. Other than that, delicious. We love. We stand. Thanks, Chick Fil A. I mean, I was gonna say Chick Fil A. I had, oh my God. I had ah. a friend who worked at Cheesecake Factory, and one time I was like, "Dude, how is like the menu there so big? Like, there's so many items." And he was like, "Well, we just microwave everything. So basically, all the entrees come in package it plastic packages, and then they just, um, you know, cut them open and then microwave everything." Are you fucking kidding me, Brian? Yeah. I'm appalled. I mean, think about it, right? When you go to a fine dining place, like a Michelin star restaurant, the menu's very small because oh, everything's yeah, fresh. Right. Or yeah. it's, um, uh, you know, it's courses, right? Yeah. And it's, you don't even get to pick because the chef is just making you uh, what he's making you, right? Yeah, and you have to eat whatever that is. Um, but when you go to a place like Cheesecake Factory or the Olive Garden and the menu looks like a phone book, uh, the only reason that's possible is because they can turn over food so quickly because they're just popping it in the microwave. I mean, and they, yeah, they do try to tell you in the name that it's a factory. <laughs> Huge red flag from the Huge get-go. red flag that I've just been ignoring since I was 10. <laughs> Cheesecake Factory. I will say I went to the Cheesecake Factory with my family over Christmas and um the uh the bread is so good. The bread is so you know they sell it now, the brown bread. The brown bread is amazing. You can get it at the supermarket. Is it fresh? Yes, you can buy brown bread at the supermarket. And it's Cheesecake Factory brand? Yes, I've been buying it now. Every time I see it at the supermarket, I buy it. So I'm not the, gr- the great thing about it is you put a little butter on it and it has a hint of sweetness. Oh, it's, it's so good. good. It's yeah. so good. They sell it in like you can buy loaves of it or you can buy little like cut up bits of it. It's there's a theme to this episode because Cheesecake Factory kind of is the Guy Fieri of restaurants. Yeah, it's garbage. And I, it's it's huge. Like, and when every time you go, it's packed. It's packed. Why? But why? I've never gone to Cheesecake Factory and it's and like any time my dad loves Cheesecake Factory and, you know, he's old. He just yeah. retired <laughs> and we'll go eat there at like one in the afternoon on a weekday and it's fucking packed. <laughs> Every time I go to Cheesecake Factory, I have a different kind of experience. Like I might <laughs> go for, you know, drinks at night in the suburbs. Uh-huh. I might go for a pasta dinner. I might go for my little Southwest wonton wrapper things. You don't. Know <laughs> they also have menu items that aren't real food that they made up. <laughs> Southwest wonton. They're fucking good. They're um, Southwest egg rolls. Oh my god, let's talk. Let's <laughs> talk. That's that. You're right. This is a Guy Fieri episode. This is the Guy Fieri episode. This is it. If he goes to any cheesecake factory, he'd be like, "This is fucking delicious." Oh, oh dude. I can just picture him in the kitchen losing his mind. What are these Southwest wontons? We're in Flavortown, baby. And then, of course, you got to dip Southwest wontons in Chipotle Ranch. Oh, my God. That stuff is <laughs> fucking delicious. That Their ranch, whatever it is, it's 
fucking good. I won't even hear any slander on that. It's- <laughs> so. Well, two wonderful pieces of food news. Allison Roman, uh, R.I.P. Cheesecake Factory. We stand. Let's get into our last segment, our eat of the week. Um, so this week I, well, okay. So I will shout out the restaurant that I worked at Matthews in Jersey city. They hit me up yesterday and they said, Hey guys. So the whole staff, if anybody wants meals, we will give you a, f- a free week's worth of meals this week. So That's I went dope. to pick up, they have chicken and broccoli. That was kind of like a, almost like a, garlicky soy sauce type of situation fucking delicious they had couscous with scallops and shrimp also fucking delicious and what else did they give me potatoes and a vegetable barley situation wait did you already eat the free week's worth of meals oh yes i had some but no they give you like they pre-packaged everything so it's like oh, this would be for one day this is for another day this yeah 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 so everything's packaged up beautifully given to me i legit shed a tear that's that's nice, nice dude. thing for all of the staff not that it's like a huge staff but it's just a nice thing yeah it's dope it's you don't really hear about places doing that right now no it's just super super nice and i'm very thankful thank you matthews and all the food was delicious i shared it with my boyfriend i didn't eat it all yet uh, i still have like a week's worth but this was like nice. today's meal it's good that's a really nice thing and also it it helps you know that they're still thinking about you guys and that yeah. hopefully when they reopen you'll have a job again and um yeah that's just nice yeah it's cool i'm happy thanks matthews delicious food so, so what was like your uh specific eat of the week that you really enjoyed hmm well eat of the okay this is an eat but also a fail of the week but the food was good so yesterday i made flan for the first time (laughs) oh this is right yeah you texted me as soon as this happened (laughs) (laughs) i made flan for the very first time and so technically flan is very easy you just take eggs um Condensed milk, evaporated milk, vanilla extract, and blend it, and then put it into a container, and then. But it is very delicate, though. So it's delicate. Yes, that's the issue at hand. Is that you're supposed to put it in something called a bañe maria, which is you put, you put the flan in a container in like a, a dish, and then underneath the dish you have it's almost in a bath. So that's I guess translates to Maria bath. You put it in like a bath of water. So that it doesn't cook it completely. It almost like steams it. And you do that for like an hour. So I did that. And you're supposed to then let it cool for two hours. Because I am uh, impatient and I really wanted flung. I was like, well, let me just flip it over now and put it onto a plate and then put it in the fridge. So then I flipped it over to take it out of its container. And then it all fell apart like, oh. like jello almost. So you really got to wait that two hours. Yeah. What I really should have done if I ever make it again, which I probably will like a couple weeks is put it in the fridge, maybe overnight so that I could harden and do its thing. Because before then it's just jello. It truly is just jello. Right. It, it needs complete support or it'll just yeah like flop over. Right. And it did and flop over it did. And then I cried about it for 30. You told me you cried. Yeah. What was that? Like just, I guess quarantine and everything going on. <laughs> like, just like, quarantine. You lost I'm it. Very excited. And it seemed, you know, it was too good to be true because I was very, 
committed to making this thing. I only had, wow. it's also, it hurts because it's quarantine time, right? I can't just go to the store and pick up the ingredients and try again. I have to now right. wait three weeks to go to the supermarket again. And I also feel guilty for using up the ingredients. Like I feel guilty. Yeah. I used four eggs for that. So now I've just and I will, wasted. Right. Life. And I will say we're two people who pride on ourselves at being good home cooks. Yeah. And when you fail at something, uh, it does feel like a huge waste, not even of yeah. just the uh, materials you use, but like a huge waste of your time. And yeah. just, it feels like a failure. Yeah. It hurt. It was, uh, but it was nice because it was, I got the feeling of like a bomb and I haven't had the feeling of a bomb in a little while. So um, it definitely humbled me. And you're back, baby. I'm back. I'm back with a vengeance. I'm back. <laughs> I'll make something else dumb this weekend. Nice. That is the good thing. Um, being able to experiment, making new dishes. Uh, I I made uh, meatballs and meat sauces which I never made before. My my next plan is to make Dan Dan noodles, which I've Ooh. never made before. Um, but my eat of the week is. Because bodegas are shut down, and uh, I don't think people uh, on the West Coast understand how big breakfast is in New York. Breakfast is like a huge deal. Yeah. You need your bagel. You need your um, bacon, egg, and cheese. So I haven't had that in so long. So we had some croissants, and we had deli meat. So I was like, I'm going to make breakfast sandwiches. And I just made turkey melts with croissant, um, cheese, and turkey and then my wife wanted eggs and hers it was like oh yeah i'll make a breakfast sandwich i'll throw eggs in there mm-hmm. and then i turned out really good you just really make it the same way you would make any kind of melt yeah. or a grilled cheese really easy just a lot of butter yep nice cheese i use all boarhead stuff nice and then to take it to the next level to get that bodega feel <laughs> super easy step i just wrapped everything in tin foil and <laughs> served it like that and it just felt really good. It, like it kind of felt like we were back in Aww, before that's quarantine. Cool. Just a little nice thing, you know. I thought you were gonna say that you decorated your house as a bodega and you got like a. <laughs> but yeah, I sold my wife some Lucy's. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was uh, you know that was nice. And then the business I want to shout out is uh, Maison Harlem. Uh, it's our breakfast spot that we order from every weekend. Super good. Um, it's like French Cajun style food. Wait, um, I know this place. I know they also. It's- yeah, they also have a spot um, in Lower Manhattan too, I believe. Yes, I know what you're talking about. They do like grits and stuff, like shrimp and grits. Yep, they do shrimp and grits. They do. I mean, um, like New they do a lot of French staples, like duck confit and steak frites but they also have like a traditional american menu for brunch too they have pasta burgers eggs stuff like that um just a really good well-rounded restaurant that we hit up um it was our brunch spot every weekend and um once we went into quarantine we were worried about them but they are still doing takeout orders so if you're in the area or if you're in lower manhattan check out maison um ours is called maison harlem and uh, right now on Seamless, if you order through them, you get $5 off your order, which is pretty cool. Oh, hell yeah. I like yeah. That. We did it. This is another quarantine ep. Uh, Ariel, how do you feel about it? I feel good. We we talked about serious business, Allison Ro- Ronan, Roman. Yep. And mm-hmm. we also talked about more serious business, which was 
Guy Fieri and how you should love him and stop That's him right. for no reason. I believe that this will be titled Guy Fieri tribute episode. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Flavor Town. Because we have <laughs> Welcome to Flavor Town subtitle. Uh we have discovered what a wonderful human being he is. Um <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please subscribe, rate, and review. We would love five stars from you. Um, we have 69 <laughs> reviews right now. We're sitting at four stars, which is pretty dope. Um, but let's get up to five. I'd love 100 reviews. That would be sick. Yeah. Give me uh, follow the pod on Instagram at What's Eating You, on Twitter at What's Eating You with just a letter U. Um, and I'm Brian Yang, Brian Yang on Twitter, Brian L. Yang on Instagram, Ariel. I'm Ariel Yeti. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ariel Yeti. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of What's Eating You. Goodbye. Bye. University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.